To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 126. We back in the building, man, each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On all your popular platforms, you get your podcast from. I am your host, Coach Davis, alongside Coach Kurt. We are the misfits of the airways, bringing you the pop- podcast that keeps the water coolers pumping and the barbershops jumping with hot takes and NBA fast breaks. Coach Kurt, what's going on out there, good brother? How you feeling? Hey, I'm feeling like this. This is just for my man, Rich. I appreciate all the love that Rich has been giving in the comments, right? And I I appreciate him so much. I want to give him the two-finger salute. Rich, this is just for you, sir. I appreciate you, sir. Listen. Avatar Goatee Gang is in the building. I'm feeling good. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, get active in the comments, get active in the chat. We are here to let you know that we are going to give you some sports news that you can use in the in the words of club uh, Unc- uncle Shay Shay you come for the you come for the scores but you stay for the stories that's it yeah that's it man we're back in the building man and then it's jumped off with it immediate comedy better I, I i'm with it let's get it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i with it let's get it man you yeah. and richie's relationship is is hilarious man it is. You know, it's which brings out the best in me i love him so much i love him so much <laughs> indeed yeah. indeed indeed and he shots you out on the yos podcast live and direct yeah. each and every wednesday at 7 30 p.m Eastern standard time afc west podcast check that out if you have not done so as well but yeah man Listen, the NBA and NBA and NFL sports world is live and direct, and we are definitely going deep into the weeds now. We 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 are we are out of the all the training was off for the NBA. Yeah, the NFL is at the mo is the, literally the midway point, and we got a lot to talk about. We're gonna yes, start off with the NBA, of course. We're gonna talk about this in season tournament. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna talk about that, share our thoughts and views on that particular topic, and uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting to say the least. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll give our thoughts on that. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are started off one and six. We're going to start talk about that with them missing John Morant. Um, then we're going to do some overreaction uh, uh, topics this week. We've got three topics we're going to overreact on when it comes down to the NBA. We're going to talk about that in short order. Then we'll get to the NFL. We're going to talk about uh, week week nine. Man, my goodness, man, we are week nine. We are definitely uh, some of people I talk to. The, uh, yeah, no, nah, no, no, no games tonight, Avatar. Definitely not. No games. Tonight. I just I noticed that this afternoon. I was like, man. I said, even on, even on uh, election day, they was like, yeah, we ain't doing no games tonight. So, yeah, it definitely That's was pre-planned cool, in that regard. And definitely pre-planned in that regard. But, yeah, no games tonight. So, we'll be back on a long slate of games tomorrow. But, yeah. uh, like I said, we'll talk about the NFL. We're going to get into that as well. We're going to get into our uh, NFL segment. We'll talk about week eight. Uh, Coach Curry and I finally did well on our picks this week. Finally. <laughs> finally. Finally. We'll get to that. We're going to talk about uh, – we'll have a moment of truth. A moment of truth, a moment of clarity for the NFL. We're going to talk about some. Uh, we got we got three hot takes as well in that regard. Is it time to tell the truth about some things about NFL teams that are uh, peaking or going down and quickly? Yeah. <laughs> Pause. Pause. But uh, yes, indeed. So um, don't get rich excited like that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, him and his white panel van. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Law and Order SVU case waiting to happen. Oh, cut it out! Cut it out! <laughs> That, that, that man does not walk around with loose candies. <laughs> he does not walk around with loose candies. I would not yeah. let you do that to him. He's, he's, candy <laughs> makes him randy. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't changed in my pocket. <laughs> you know what? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <sighs> Oh man. Oh yeah. yeah but uh yeah. yes, yes indeed. Yes indeed. We're here to bring it to you. So 
Um, I've been critical. I'm gonna be honest yeah. with you here. I've been critical of this incident, Eden season, season tournament, and it's here now. Uh, I didn't really believe that it was gonna be this quick, you know, when it comes down to and that's what she said. That's but she uh, said. <laughs> but uh, I really didn't realize like literally like the second week of the season it was gonna start happening, right? I mean, I, yeah. I thought it was gonna be more like a December-ish type of vibe, but yeah, it's 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 here, it's here, and um, let's talk about what do we think about the whole uh, dynamics, the format, uh, what do we make of it? What is our opinions? Yeah. So we are we are at the, at the moment of, of time where the NBA season tournament is, is gone through. They've done a weekend of games already. And um, Coach Kerr, I'll let you go first, man. Tell me, because uh, I, I might have some uh, things that might get the NBA on my bad. I might get on the NBA's bad side when I got to say what I got to say. But right. I'm going to let you go first. Tell me exactly how you feel about the tournament. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts about the first weekend and, and how you think this impacts the league? Um, so I'll say this. So for people that may not know, uh, the end season tournament was announced back in July that they would have quote unquote, a end season tournament. Right. And so the point of it is, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a basically, as I said, it's an end season tournament. Uh, which will the winning team earns the NBA Cup and its players earn five hundred thousand dollars each. Now, um, my thoughts are: I think it's a way that they're looking to what 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 can we say? A, a lot of leagues are working to mix entertainment and a breath of fresh air. They're not allowing the game to be the main meal, right? They're not mm -hmm. the, the art of competition and the battle between teams be the main course. They're looking to do everything around it to make it quote unquote, more entertaining. On one hand, I don't like that. And I think that's just because how we grew up. We grew up that the main course was the battle. The main course was the competition, either mm -hmm. the white lines or on the hardwood. It was the main course. Everything else was an appetizer and sides, right? But we've seen a huge shift in, in and many things we've seen how, of course, offense, you know, oh, nobody wants to play defense. Everybody's looking for offense. So things are so geared to the glitz, the glam, the, the fireworks of it all. So when looking at the end season tournament, on one hand, it's somewhat is frustrating because it's a why to me, right? Mm. Uh, looking at the, the courts and uh, the tournament and all these things, it, it's a, it's a Y situation, right? It's almost like a color rush. They bring out these different courts. They bring out these new color patterns. And again, all the money spent on that to create that. But I will say, and I'm going to put a butt in that on the flip side, watching, um, I was I was I was entertained. I'll just keep it like that. I was entertained. I did when I watched the Golden State kick it off. I did but by visually I liked the court. Mm -hmm. I like what they presented. It's almost like I said a color rush situation 
And the the break in things to me is like a mix of if you had your own video game and you do all the extras and switch ups and changes, you know, it's like bringing the video game element to real life. And then watching the games, I was entertained. I did see competition. And I think one of the things that I heard was they wanted it to be more competitive. They wanted it to be uh, more meaningful. I'm concerned that if the only meaning that you're putting behind this is the extra money, it's a flash in the pan and it's not sustainable because I'm not going to get overly into psychology and all that. But one of the things is when you're paying monetary rewards is limited in intrinsic value. Right. And so when you're paying people, cool, but it's, it's a flash in the pan. It's like, okay, you, you paying me this one time, but that's not going to keep that competitive fire going. But Hey, depending on, where you are in the salary, that 500000 even though it's not after taxes, it is a nice bump in a chunk of change regardless, no matter where you are. Now, if you're in a uh, state with no state tax, that's a nice, hefty, mm-hmm. you know, some pocket change. But if mm-hmm. you're in a place, California, New York, they're busting you over the head, uh, oh. state taxes, pause, you're going you're gonna to be like, well, hell, um, I'm gonna have to go back and just drive an Uber. Can you just pay me in cash so right. I don't have to do these taxes? But right. uh, to to sum it up, I did like it. I did enjoy it. You know, we talked offline. Some of these courts, uh, hell, I thought something was wrong with my TV at first. I'm like, what in the hell is? I'm right. up here changing. I pay good money. I pay good money for this 4K. Why the hell, hell look yeah. like this? Right. This shit looks like a UHF VHF. What the hell wrong with my TV? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm up here doing the contrast and color and everything. Brightness, <laughs> saturation. I'm like, what the hell? Right. Especially if you're if for anybody watching this and watching the replay, that red court. Oh listen, god. That red court. not distracting. Is, not distracting? Uh, it, it, I don't see how you can play on that damn court. That court, listen. I just want to know how many Crips went to that game because oh they was getting it in. They was getting it was so much blood on that court right there. Yeah. I don't know how you accepted. I don't know how you walked into that. But overall, I did like it. I'm also I did like it. I like the competition. I like the games, but I'm concerned on how sustainable can this be. I'm just not for doing something. Outside the All Star, outside of the All Star game, I'm not mm-hmm. just for doing something just for fanfare, just for entry. Because again, you do it, it comes across, and then it's done. It's forgotten about. And the main course, which should be competition, which should be doing everything to push to get to the championship, is forgotten. And now you're making it more of a circus than competition, and that's the part that I'm concerned about. But first run. I liked it. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. And you helping billionaires make more billions. So there it is. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to die on that, down that ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Avatar. I did not like the bulls. I think if you, and I, I love that you brought that up. I do think it should be a color contrast. You shouldn't wear a Jersey or a pattern that damn near looks like you're blended into the court. 
It that's like be, that's like with an all white jersey in a snowstorm. There, there it is. There mm-hmm. it is. You know what I'm saying? It should be something, even if you do a limited run mm-hmm. jersey collection, where if you're thinking about money, do a limited run and then sell those jerseys, you know, for hey, a limited edition. You get these. We're only going to release these for this amount of time. I think um that's smart, but I saw a couple games, and you're right. Um, seeing the guys blend in to the courts because the jerseys, I'm like, okay, who thought of that? Somebody should be getting fired. No, no they did not think that through at all. No, they, they did not. They did not. Yeah. But, yeah, over to you. What's your – I can tell, uh, and, and in the comments, here's a question. Do you think Coach Defense is a fan of the in-season tournament, yes or no? Uh, no, don't wait, don't wait to answer because I'm great there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting ready to ass. tell you. You better <laughs> <laughs> get on a good foot. Hope your comments are acting up because I want to let you know. I think it's trash. <laughs> Complete it's trash and utter trash. Like Hot I, trash. I, I, I don't. I don't get the point. I yeah. don't. I don't. I mean, I, I listen to Adam Silver. Give me a whole lot of. I'm some pause before I say it. Lip service about what yeah. what he thought the reasoning behind it was, or what was the point of it. Uh, you know, having, you know, adding senses of urgency or adding, yeah, I guess yeah. you can say the idea of it being, you know, an entertain to your point, a little bit of an entertainment value for that, that dull period when the NBA first starts off. Now, uh-huh. you know, I could go around and around on this. I've, I've, I've done several videos as I've talked about podcasts. I've talked about, I've talked about on here, you know, I've gone around and around about the whole idea that the NBA season is too long to begin with. Yeah. I gave a very clear and concise plan of what you can do to have, more, uh, I guess you can say, urgency in your games, more uh, participation when it comes down to fan uh, service and viewership. Right. Make the season shorter by 20 games. Yep. You start the season in January. Yep. And you go to June like you normally do. You limit your back-to-backs, you know, yep. which will also allow you to cut out this low management rule where you yep. want people to play on national televised games this and the third. You shorten the season. You have a more sense of urgency because there's less games. Yep. And I believe that people will play harder and, and you get more competitive product. And you're not a competing head-to-head pause with the NFL. But that's your yep. issue. That's your issue. You're, they're trying to run neck and neck with the idea of the NFL's train. It's, it's, not, it's not a winning model because the NFL is always going to start before you. So yeah. people are going to be completely holistically invested in NFL until December, January time frame. If your yeah. team is out of the out of the running by that time frame, you might check out and you just might watch the playoffs. But again, the playoffs yeah. are only you know two days throughout the week. You can kind of dominate yeah. the sports, you know, uh, viewership throughout the week. You know, you know, and then in and around the games that happen through the throughout the playoffs. But the idea of trying to you know compete because that's what it really what it boils down to. Your your viewership and your numbers are down during the time frame where the NFL is heavy. That's yeah. the issue. Yeah, that's the issue. So. You trying to make an in-season tournament and how you designed it, how you incentivized it, how you goofied it up. I'm gonna say it. How you goofied it up with these courts is 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 is, is annoying to me. Yeah. Like I don't I don't even understand. Like I would I would argue that just start with the court thing. I would say that you should make the court holistically one color. I mean, that's that's ridiculous in one's own, right? It's right. distracting, you yep. know. And the idea of, yes, yeah, I get it, you're not playing any more, you're not playing more games until you get to the final you know, I guess you can say tournament in Vegas, but you're you're looking at it from a perspective that, again, it's, it's a clown show. 
Yeah. I mean, who takes this seriously looking at these courts? Like, the, the only court that I really think is not that invasive is the Bucks court. They're the ones of, uh, are the ones I've seen. Yeah. You know, the, I, I think Magic's court and the Bucks court is the only courts I've seen that are not completely utterly distracting. You got a, a completely green court in Boston. You got a completely purple court in New Orleans. You got a completely teal court, you know, a sky blue court in Indy. I mean, come on. A completely red court in Miami and in Chicago. And you yeah. got another court. You got a, you got a completely dark, you know, moderately blue, royal blue color, and and uh, and uh, and OKC. So again, how do you how do you focus in you know, on basketball when you got that that to look down upon? And then on top of the fact that y'all added the idea of the jerseys being the same color, that's just ridiculous in its own right. Yeah, you know. And at the yeah. top of it all, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you're trying to you know motivate players, but you're not motivating them in the right way. You throwing me and uh, you throwing me tax money. You know, when it comes down to you paying me to play in this tournament, air quote, right? Yeah, it's tax money. I mean, I literally watched. I saw an NBA player put his ta- put his uh game check out on the internet, and he showed you because he's a California. He lives in California. He plays for a California mm-hmm. team. I can't remember who it was because it was last week, but he literally they literally get checked forty nine percent out of their check for taxes. So what is that five hundred grand? If I do make it all the way, going to do for me? Not much. No. Not much. 50% of it's going to be taken. Right. And what is the league minimum? A million dollars already? Yeah. That's that's yeah. the bottom That's the bottom end of the roster. Most yeah. guys on the top end making four, five, six, seven, eight million dollars a year. Or, again, there's no incentive. If you really wanted to make it, it, it something worthwhile that people would really pay, pay attention to, really buy into, make it, make it, I, I think, I want to say that, uh, I think Jay Will had a, uh, either Jay Will or, um, might have been Gilbert Arenas that had to take on the fact that if you really wanted to make this profitable or make your teams buy really buy into it, the, the team that wins the tournament gets automatic playoff bid. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. right now, I, I right now the way the rules are, who cares about a <laughs> midseason MVP? Who cares about Nobody. playing a turn again? You crown me the MVP in this uh, in December. Nobody cares. Nobody again, it doesn't do anything for the intrinsic, right? It's like, okay, we got to do it because we have to, but that's the part again where come competition that it, it concerns me because looking at the rules, looking at what it does, there's nothing, there's nothing to benefit the team that does win. You're not getting, like you said, you're not getting a guaranteed playoff berth, you're not getting at least a first round home. Court advantage. Nothing. There's nothing that's like beneficial from a. Oh yeah, we want to play for this because come playoff time, this is going to help us out. It's just and, and, oh, and who, you get an MVP. Who, yeah. who is a fan would really, honestly, truly try to hang the hat on us? Like, oh, my team won the end season tournament. Nobody cares. Yeah, the players don't care. They're not going to respect it. Nor was a fan respected when you say that. Okay, you know the Nuggets won the actual title but right. the heat won the in-season tournament like really yeah that's, that's how like, you get around certain friends they'd be like shut up right what are you talking about like, what are you talking about bro in-season tournament like nobody cares about that garbage so again yeah. it's, it's it's pointless it's really pointless and again you're adding you're adding you're adding extra you know bells and whistles on for a, a, a trophy and a check would meet which ultimately yeah. means nothing like i said most of that for most people is tax money Yep. You know, unless you live in a place like Florida or Texas where tax state no state tax, guess what? Most of that is gonna go to Uncle Sam anyway. So who who cares? And then who an cares? all tournament team, like that doesn't 
that doesn't help me in the that that doesn't help me in the All Star game. No, it's not helping my my team in the playoffs. Right. Who cares about being? Oh, I was mid season All Tournament team. Right. What? what? Like like do this. Like make make the make the in season tournament the person that hosts the All Star game. That's incentive. There it is. That's incentive. Let them host yep. the All Star game. Yep. That, that way, because I mean, you you know, what kind of money you generate with the All Star weekend, no matter yep. where it is. So yep. let that person be the, you know, and it, and it kind of, it, it can't, it's kind of hard to do it this year, but like, let it roll through. So whoever wins this year, then host next year. Yeah. So you automatically, that's incentive to play because you know that the team's going to host all-star game. You're going to be able to get it in your city. You ain't got to go nowhere, especially yep. if you make the all-star team. It's going to be in your city. It's going to be money to be made that weekend. So yep. guess what? That's, that's what it is. So let's say hypothetically the, the Pacers or the Bucks win it. That, mm-hmm. that, it's automatically India or Milwaukee next year. And that would give parity because some cities that may have never gotten all right. an all-star game now can have an actual reason. Mm. Milwaukee, uh, uh, OKC. OKC, Indy. You could get Indy, Indy yeah. all-star game in that city. And that brings attraction and uh, monetization to the economy. Right. But you know nobody's going to – Milwaukee would never be in it. But if they oh. win it, now – got to give it to them. You got to give it. You got to give go. it to him. There it is. So, yeah. So, two things. I would definitely make it so the person that wins it gets the All-Star game. And if you win the All-Star game, if your team wins the All-Star game, you should automatically, that team gets home court advantage in the finals. Mm, to There's the finals. So, not just first round. To the finals. To the finals. As long as they win. Well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. What is East, East, East and West now. Remember, they're going back to East oh, and West. Oh, okay. Okay. So, if okay. the East, Eastern Conference team wins it, the Eastern Conference team that win, goes to the finals, they get home court advantage. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that would that would that would make people play the game a different way. See, see, NBA. So although I'm probably you know you didn't like what I factored, I don't like your tournament. I get I gave you some ideas to make some money. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about this this uh, Grizzlies team. Uh, as mm. we know, at this moment in time, the John Moran is is suspended for 25 games. Yep. So we are seven games into that suspension, and they are yep. one and six. Um, we had, uh, I guess you can say, uh, angst about what this team was going to look like without him because uh, yep. you had uh, Marcus, more, more, Marcus Smart added to the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Brooks is no longer there. You were supposed to get Stephen Adams back, but he actually went out through injury. So they're struggling right now. Um, I guess, uh, you know, just real quick, I mean, there's not much to really talk about when you're one of six, to be honest. But, you know, and it's clearly an impactful because Jaws not on the team and how how valuable he is the best player on the team and most valuable. Um, how do you feel about this particular start for them? And being that they already won in six, once he comes back after the 25 games, what do you feel like that leaves them? So I'll start uh, with the where does that leave them? Um, I, I feel they're going to be in a hole that they won't be able to dig out of. I agree. Right? So we're talking 82 games, and he doesn't come back until the 25th. So let's 26th, 26th, right? Mm -hmm. So if we looked at it in 25-game increments, 25, 50, 75, he's basically – and it's going to be 82, so the math is – stay with me. Slightly off. Yeah. Yeah. One let's let's just say one third of the season he's he's gonna miss. Mm-hmm. Looking at their record now, 
they are going to be in a place that they would damn near have to go undefeated to get back to the playoffs. Because you look at one and six. We talked about this last, um, you know, when the NBA season was concluding. When we look at it, Memphis aside, everybody else getting better. Memphis, you didn't, right? <laughs> you're, you're, and here's crazy. So let me say, Memphis, you are putting yourself in a position that when he comes back, the tear that you would have to go on to be in a place that is going to get you competitive and going to get you into the playoffs based off what this seventh game, this seven game stretch looks like, mm-hmm. you're going to be you're going to be in a place that's going to be more than an uphill climb to get there. So from okay. looking at that, where is that going to place them? That's going to place them in the bottom tier um, of the division. That's one. Then looking at the team and the situation, what stood out to me about this situation is when we look at last year and when Jai got into the, the, to the, the, the issues that he got into, one of the things that happened with Memphis, they actually played almost better without him. Mm-hmm. This year is the total opposite. So did the nucleus, did they did they move the nucleus of the team and players out that actually were able to compete and sustain themselves through job being gone last year? Or is it really now they are so superstar dependent on the situation that they are hurt because the team aspect of it is no longer there? I still attribute it to Dylan Brooks was more important to this team than what showed up. You see what he's doing in Houston, right? You see what he's doing in Houston. Yeah, yeah. Outside of what happened to him and Steph Curry, Mm -hmm. he is, again – He's the we've talked about players like Marcus Smart. We've talked about players like Draymond Green. And it's showing in players like Dylan Brooks. There's something about players like that, those glue people, that what they bring is more impactful than what you see on the stat line, right? They do the stat thing, but there's something, there's some kind of je ne sais quoi that they have for the team. And right now this team doesn't have it. Uh, uh, when you look at this roster right now, again, you don't have Steven Adams. Marcus smart has never been what you would consider a scoring machine. He's a glue guy. He's a leader. And you talked about this coach where you said he could have the, he has the cred that can guide Ja. right? He's in that position where he could give, wise counsel to Ja, but when you look at it they're hurting and they're hurting tremendously and they're hurting in a way where they are looking around and other teams are either sustaining their success or they did things to bolster their roster and so look i i don't think when he comes back again you can say, hey, I'm working, I'm training, I'm staying in shape, I'm doing all these things. There's still something about actually being in game shape 
and having to do things to to be on game 26 that you can come back in and hit the ground running. And here's the other thing that ends up happening too that you have to consider. Depending on where they are record-wise, it can actually do the opposite because you come in and you see where your record is and you actually press and that blocks your performance because you're like, yo, every game matters now. And mm -hmm. what ends up happening, instead of playing from a place of peace and letting the game flow and work through you, you now look and say, you do the calculations like, oh, we this many games back, we're this many games away, and then you end up pressing and you make unforced errors you create these turnovers because you're looking to do too much. And so I'm concerned about game 26, mm -hmm. depending on where they are seven games in right now. If you go per seven games, uh, that means that they're, they're about to end up being two and 12. And then they're going to end up being three and 18. That's 21 games, right? At 21 games, if you're sitting at three and 18, Jod's gonna come back and press. Oh, yeah, and that's gonna affect more than we know right now. That's gonna affect chemistry, that's gonna affect the flow of the game, and that's hard to coach. That's hard to coach because mm -hmm. you're wanting him to work within the offense, but he's mm -hmm. looking at it ain't working. So now I'm going to have to do these things, and that's going to create um issues, right? And so that's a hard to coach situation. So Listen, um, I think for this season, I'm not going to say past this, but I think for this season, the best of the Memphis Grizzlies we saw, we've seen already. And this could be a great learning lesson, too, mm -hmm. because in maturity, if you're mm -hmm. looking and saying Talk about it, I did this to my team. Mm -hmm. I put my team in this situation based off my actions and based mm -hmm. off my decisions, has hurt my team. If he's matured and he's looking at it like that, then he's learned his lesson. But if he's projecting and he's not accountable for his actions and he's saying that it's everybody else, they out to get then me. This, this, they out to get me. You playing this victimhood, then this 24 at five game suspension was for not. And I would say, if I'm Adam Silver, if you do it again, no less than 60. I'm not going to well, take half the season. I'm mm -hmm. going to take more. And you'll yeah. have 20 games left. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's going to affect his ability to get paid. But I'm going to get to that in a point in a minute. Yeah. Um, we also got to factor into the idea that this particular suspension is contingent upon Adam Silver granting him a reinstatement. It isn't – he is it's 25 Thanks games minimum. Yeah. yeah, 25 games minimum. But he, he still has, has to, meet, to meet with Adam. He has to meet with Silver, and Silver has to basically – now, mind you, he's fooled Silver before, so, you know, he can say what he want. Adam I, ain't going over for 2. Nah, he not. Nah, he, he <laughs> fooled me once. You know, can't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that sound bite. Fooled me once, shame on me. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm ready to dance. <laughs> but, that um, has to become part of the segment because that's a I good quote. <laughs> I got it. I got you. 
All right, but yeah, uh, he has to be reinstated by, by Adam Silver one. So if he, yeah. if Adam Silver does not feel as if he is ready to come back and he has really truly, uh, you know, grown, I'm not even gonna say maturing, grown from this, yeah. then yeah. he will sit longer. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the side of he likely will probably be reinstated. I mean, because again, yeah. if nothing else, you know, people in this camp are got. All the PR, all the chat GPT verbiage <laughs> together, and yeah. they want to sell him, you know, like they're trying to sell water to a well. Yeah. And they want to make sure that he says everything he can and, you know, short of buffing silver shoes to get himself back on the court. Yep. So that part, he's going to get into the idea. He's probably going to be back around December 23rd. I think that's the Atlanta Hawk game that they yep. play. Um, first game, he'll be back. he'll be back on the court around Christmas time. Now, to your point, I completely agree with the idea that he is going to be pressing and the team in, in general is going to be pressing because, again, if you look at the sample size through seven games, if you extrapolate that through the first 25, they win three or four games in that stretch, yeah. right? So, um, you, like you said, it's going to be go time for them and it's going, they're going to start pressing. Um, now, we'll admit that they are missing Brandon Clark and Steven Adams. There are – Brandon Clark is still working on back on his on his Achilles injury and – and I think uh, Stephen Adams has a knee. He may or may not be back at all. Yeah. So, so that part, if they get Brandon Clark back and they kind of fold him back into this particular group, um, Sons, Adams, obviously, they can fold him back into the group because they got Bismack Biombo, I think, recently. Um, so he can be a fill-in for uh, for Adams' role. But I think that, again, to your point, they're they're likely going to be uh, already out of it based upon how the West is constructed. Yep. I think the best they can hope for is a playing berth and kind of work your way up from there. But I think they're going to be scratching from the bottom the whole entire time that, uh, that they're uh, going to be a, a whole unit uh, from yeah. December on. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough sledding. It's tough sledding um, for, for the Grizzlies as a whole. I do believe that, um, you know, they will uh, get better as a unit because um, you are folding some new guys in on top of the fact, like you said, Adam Marcus Smart, Derek Rose, and a few others that are new to the team. So you can't overreact per se, to the idea that they're going to just, just be this bad for the whole season. But I do believe, again, if you already start with, you know, uh, what's the anything you start in a negative. If you start with a negative five and everybody else start from zero, you already, yeah. you know, you can't. You, there's no room for error. Let's put it mm -hmm. like that. So mm -hmm. if there's no room for error, again, if every game is a, is a must-win game, you got to fight the mighty West to, to climb the ranks and get into the play, playoffs outright or in the playing tournament itself, it's gonna be rough ass, you know, and you got yeah. you gotta stay healthy through all all that. You gotta play well every night. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot. I mean, in this in this regard, when you have those type of woes, when your team is kind of off chemistry wise, you have eighty two mm -hmm. games to get it right. But if you take if you might you take you chop off twenty five of those, that's 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 a, that's a tall, tall order for any team. Yeah. I think let's like, let's put it like this. Let's take Jamal Murray or Jokic off the different Nuggets for twenty five games. It's different. Oh, we've seen that. You yeah, talk about the Nuggets. When Murray was out for that stretch, it's different. It's yeah. different. So you, if you look at it from that perspective, you know, you create those two things. How how difficult it is because if they were they were whole one whole season together and they were the number one seed mm -hmm. when they were missing Murray the year before that, they were the four seed. Yep. So you look at it from that perspective. If they if they were going to be this air quote the five or six seed going in with a healthy with a healthy and a whole. Stephen Adams and John Moran unsuspended, mm -hmm. you're automatically taking four seats down. You're damn near out of playoffs. You're the two seats. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think it's going to be up to a climb, period. Um, and again, I, I really believe that 
Jod needs to understand one thing, uh, if nothing else, that this particular moment in his life is a crossroads. Yeah. And I think that he, he has to understand from a team and a personal perspective that he has no room for error in his personal life. None. Because um, at, at this point, he's going to, he already cost himself some money with, by being suspended in the first race, mm-hmm. first place with his max deal and his inability to win awards and things of that nature. Um, on top of the fact that if you're the Memphis Grizzlies as an organization, if he has one more slip up, you would deeply consider him being not necessarily being the future of your franchise. Yes. So you got to look at that from that perspective too. So if he yep. does, if he, if he understands the, the gravity of the situation and he realizes that this is going to ultimately form my legacy, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. I need to be on a straight and narrow from here on out. Yep. Good point. Good point. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about uh, the NBA as a whole. Yeah. But let's first let's overreact. Yeah. <laughs> let's overreact. Let's talk about uh three things in the NBA mm-hmm. that uh we're gonna overreact to. And one we just got through talking about. So it, it, as a as a I kind we kind of alluded to it already, but we started with the Grizzlies. Them starting one and six. What are the odds of them making the playoffs? Percentage wise? Yeah. Two. Two percent, like milk. Oh, that's good. One. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So two percent. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him eight percent. I like the number eight. Kobe's is Kobe's one of Kobe's numbers. Okay, eight percent. I think it's eight percent. And I, yeah. I'm just talking about playoffs outright. Playing tournament, I probably go up to ten. Playing tournament, I go up to ten. I mean, it gives, again, you always have those you know teams that start off high to kind of fizzle out. Or you know injuries or whatever have you, so they kind of yep. falter and, they, and 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 they just start playing bas- bad basketball. Yeah. So you have that perspective, but again, to your point, they got they got to fight and, and win games at a high clip. If you don't, <laughs> it's it's going to be bad 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 news bears for yeah, them. And, for the, sure. and depending on other teams, and depending on the bottom falling out for other teams. Yeah, that's a, that's the rough ass too because if teams continue to play well. Yeah, and you're already again. You're already playing a negative five, and they already they were started at zero. So yep, yeah. You know you don't want you don't want that. You don't want yep. that. So yeah, um. So yeah, for you know for overaction segment, we are saying that between two and eight percent that the the, the, the the Grizzlies make the playoffs. Yeah, all right. Okay, all right. So the Warriors, ironically, mm. um, has started off six and two. Yeah. Um, we both were uh, very bullish on the idea that we didn't like the dynamics of this team. I am shocked to say the least. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, did we, as an overreaction, do we underestimate the Warriors with a six and two start? If you looked at the, if you look at the record, yes, we did mm-hmm. underestimate the Warriors. I, I'm still holding off that this is just an early. Mm-hmm. It's an early Hallmark movie moment, right? It's a feel-good okay. story right now, uh, but I, 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 I just don't, I just don't feel that this team and style can travel when it gets into the heart of the schedule. So right okay. now, it's it's you know it's it's good, it's cool, it's a great feel-good, you know, team still figuring themselves out and they're taking advantage of it. They're showing mm-hmm. a championship pedigree, mm-hmm. but I'm concerned once we get into the, 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 the meat of the schedule and now the back to backs, the, the, the emotional battles start to happen. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to see it 
then. And again, I, I attest, and I th- and I think I heard this in a breakdown, talking about showing up to work, meaning showing up to the basketball, practicing, the chemistry being back, the chemistry, you know. Uh, that was Draymond. Feel good. That was Draymond. That was Draymond. Now, part of that was Draymond. That fell on you, right? That fell on you in the situation that happened and creating that angst but looking at this now this team is back to being themselves based off what Draymond is saying and so in eight games we are seeing the the Warriors of old they are working uh and they have worked they've done a masterful job of the integration with Chris Paul and how they're utilizing him which we uh we both were like how is this going to work and they're mm-hmm. making it work. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, w- I would say with the Warriors, we uh, based off eight games, we underestimated them. But yeah, yeah, so yeah. far, so far. But again, I'm I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. But I will say this: now, you know, it's working better than I thought it would. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was going to be clunky with Chris Paul and, and Steph, right? Yeah. But we also got to realize this too: that Steph Curry is one of the most unselfish people. And players that we've ever seen, yes, to be so good, to be yeah. good, the good as he is, and how good he's been over the course yeah. of the last 10, 12 years, he is very highly and in, 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 in completely unselfish. Like he doesn't very mind unselfish. taking this back seat. When KD came in, you know, he let KD do his thing, and he just he basically supported KD as being, you know, you know, I'll, I'm here when you need me, kind of thing. You yeah. know, I go from being Batman to Robin, kind of thing. Yep. You know, when Chris Paul comes in. You know, he said, like, okay, well, you know, I'm just I'm the primary point guard, but since Chris is even you know even better, or that's his niche of setting the table and running offense and getting people in and out of things, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let Chris do it. You know, and I'm gonna come off and I'm gonna be more of a of a scorer. Yeah. You know, and that's what he's been doing. Um, so I also believe that them having Andrew Wiggins back and healthy and in shape. Oh, is, yeah. is, is a plus in too. a good so, mental place too. Yeah. Yes, yes, agreed. So I do believe that you know this starting five, although very small <laughs> starting five, yeah. like like Chris and Chris and and, and Steph in the backcourt is just it's just weird to me. Yeah, you know, but I, I I do believe that um just the championship pedigree, um Wiggins included because he's he's a champion now with yep. them, and um you know just this just the chemistry with the three out of the five that've been together for those long you know, amount of years is helping yeah. them. You know, in that particular aspect, not not any team I don't think at this point that's that's currently constructed can say that their biggest three players have been together for that long. Like, no, no, everybody's, you know, moved around, switched, you know, in things of that nature. So but they got traded. They kept together. Yeah. yeah that quarter kept together. So I think that's what's helping them as far as their, them getting chemistry and getting things rolling early. But I will say this, I will be keenly tuned into the score of this uh, game tomorrow night because they do play Denver tomorrow night on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's going to be the first real test to tell me, What's going on now? Only the only thing that's kind of a, a, a downer in the sense that yep. Jamal Murray's hurt. Yeah, he hurt his hamstring, so he's not playing. But still, I still want to see. I you know, despite Jamal not being, I still want to see them go up against this team, yep. and and how well they 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 be able to you know combat or defend Jokic, and you know how would they do with those wings? Because mm-hmm. there's because there's one thing they one thing that uh the the Nuggets have that the Nug- that the Warriors don't is size. Yes. <laughs> so yes, that's gonna play. That's going to loom large in this matchup to me. 
And I think that's ultimately going to be the difference maker if, uh, you know, if things, uh, all things remain equal. Let me put it that yeah. way. So let me ask this. I'm listening. Is the, with the way the Warriors are currently constructed, is this an NBA championship winning team? No. no. Okay. Because, again, I, I'm still, you know, we're still waiting for, you know, things to really settle in. One, again, I think the chemistry is carrying them right now because, again, four to five have been together for at least three years. Yeah. Um. So that's 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 saying a lot. And then and, and three out of five being longer than that. Um. But my concern is that bench. Okay. I really believe that playing better teams when you got to go to that bench and, and getting consistent and, and, and concise and productive play out of your bench yep. is going to be the telling sign. And I think that that's what's going to be ultimately their demise because I don't think you can really name a person on the bench that's, you know, no, have any notoriety at this point. Um, that's going, that's been outside of Kaminga that's been, you know, uh, uh, I guess you can say a spark plug off the bench yep. for them. Okay. So that's going to be the issue. Um, if they're going to somehow make a move or something like that to try to figure out how to get another, you know, solid player coming off the bench for them, then we could talk talk business. But I think they need maybe one or two more solid players that they can run with that second unit can kind of sustain things when they when these boys got to either go to the bench for foul trouble or just rest. Okay. So I think that's be I think that's the biggest issue for me is the is gotcha. their bench. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, because some games, if you look at this box score too, Steph has had to be Herculean in certain aspects. Yes. And that's 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 not sustainable either. No. Yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see. But I think that's my biggest issue. So I'm still waiting uh, for that. Now, Miami, uh, they actually was in a bomb burn with the Lakers last night, ironically. Yep. Um, you know, AD actually went out with an injury and things like that. And I kind of turned the tide. Plus, the Lakers were a little bit shorthanded, not making excuses. I'm just stating facts. But, <laughs> you know, um, They've they've started off, you know, and they've they've had a rough go so far when it comes down to um their uh I guess you can say um first two weeks of the season. Yep. So do we are we saying um, you know, again, much like what happened to them last year, they kind of lulled around and kind of hovered around the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings from a playoff perspective. Are they playing possum again to you? Do you just think they kind of just kind of coasting through things and then they'll just turn it on when they need to, or do they really have an issue from this year to last year? Um, man, when looking at history and mm -hmm. looking at their track record, you would say they're playing possum. Okay. Right. My concern is this possum is actually, uh, more of a rat than a possum. Mm -hmm. I think it, it, what we're seeing is we're not seeing the ability for them to lay low and then bounce back. Okay. I think we're seeing the 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 pushing the luck envelope too long and not mm. restructuring and rebuilding and reloading the roster. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I don't think this is where we're like, oh, they're hanging around eight or nine, and then they're going to make a 10 to 15 game push and jump up to six, five or six. Mm -hmm. I think we're seeing the, the, unfortunately, the, the lack of future casting and getting players in that are coming up and young within the heat system. And so 
you know, we we've understood about Jimmy um, Tyler, who was, I guess, meant to be the number two, you know, has has played sporadically. And then, bam, on one night, bam, can give you 22 to 25. And then another night he can give you eight to 11. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's we've seen Kyle. Listen, he's his best years are behind him. That's true. That's true. Can't his, argue his, that at all. <laughs> his best years right. are behind him. So when I'm looking at this, I don't I don't think it's just possum. I think this is really the the heat and what we're seeing from them is is them. And it's it's telling. I mean, right now they're sitting at three and four, right? But the teams, the three teams they have above them, the four teams, Cavs, Nets, Knicks. Raptors, uh, they're all three and four. Um, even if they change things around, I don't see them getting any higher than nine. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's I, enough. I, I, that's I, enough to get in, though. You need yeah, 10 get I, in. I just don't see anything with this roster that mm-hmm. tells me, oh, they're gonna be able to make a certain push, right? Um and so I don't I don't have any confidence or belief that they're going to sneak their way up to like seven and mm-hmm. be hovering right there like they've normally done. I okay. think I think the the heat is smoldering right now and it's not as hot as it's been for the Miami. Not white hot anymore. I guess no, 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 no. I guess no. it's smoldering. It's you know, you left the you left the charcoal out there too long, and now the you know. And then went and, to and, a white and, and dust. You can't cook no hamburgers on the more ain't hot enough. Uh, hell, you you can't even you can't even warm up up anything on it right now. Oh, okay. you can cook the hamburgers, but mm. I wouldn't eat them because it's gonna be undercooked like hell. Eating couscous. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> what if, what I, bro, I ain't never had no hamburger tartar, couscous. Tartar. <laughs> tartar. Yeah. Tartar. Yeah. Tartar. Tartar. You having a tartar burger? Right. Yeah, I would argue that I think they are playing possible. Okay. Um, for two reasons, two reasons. Again, they, uh, I think Jimmy understands. He kind of embeds the idea that this is into the team. This is a marathon, not a sprint. You know, the, the idea in the in the in the, uh, in the mantra is to get better as a team. Yeah. Um. They are missing Caleb Martin right now. He's out. Um. He's a holdover from last year. He he he'll be back. Um. Tyler Hero is actually playing really well, uh, for them despite the fact that he was been, you know, tricked off as a trade. Uh, candidate for all the off season. Every right? other week, every, every other week, week that he was dangling like you know a, a two dollar trick, you yeah. know, saying that please take him. <laughs> yeah, he's involved in every he's he's every the trade most scenario non traded trade scenario person in the NBA, and every trade involves him in some facet. In some yeah. facet, so yeah. yeah, so he's playing really well despite that. I'll give him credit for that. Bam just gave us twenty three and twenty last night, so uh, yeah, he he he's he he's he's right. So I would say that you know you say Tyler Hero's a two. I would believe that Jimmy's one, Bam's two, then Tyler's three. Okay. Um, if they get Caleb Martin back, if and when they do that, I think them having him and uh and Thomas Bryant, Duncan Robinson coming off the bench, I do believe that that seven, uh, looking at just looking at the East is in general, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm just looking at I'm talking about I'm just going to go through seven through ten, right? The Cavs, the Cavs are disappointing me right now. They're they they seem to they you know if you had to overreact to them, they're peaked. Um, they're not playing good basketball right now, despite having the same team for the last two years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the Knicks, <laughs> we talked about them and their issues with, you know, Julius Randle and, and other things uh, going on in that particular organization. They're floundering three or four. Okay. Um, the Raptors, I don't have a lot of faith in them. Uh, in regards to their roster, although they uh won a game or two that I didn't expect, I really expected them to be like one and six at this moment with the Grizzlies, but they're not. Um, right. and the Nets, uh, you know, although they got a pretty solid team, I do believe if I, out of those four teams I just listed in a seven game series, I do believe that he can beat all those teams, okay, with, with a healthy roster. So that's why I say I think feel like they're playing possum. So they will, especially but not only, I mean, we we're clearly really, really early in the season, but clearly only being literally a game out of the playing tournament at this very moment, I do believe that they're going to get things together. And I do believe that as, as, as when they're focused and ready to go and healthy, you know, outside of the top three, I think that any of these teams that's four through ten can be beaten by the C team. So I think it's a little bit of possible on their part. Okay. I do. And I think they play when they want to play. Like they play, they played really solid against the Lakers last night. Um, you know, so they get, you know, it was back and forth. It wasn't a, you know, up and down game. Wasn't the, right. they were up a lot or we were up a lot and they came back and nothing like that. It was a competitive game. So right. I think they, they play when they want to play. So when you get teams like Milwaukee coming to town and 76ers and Bucks, you know, the the Celtics, those guys, when they come to town, you're you going to get a good game. It's, it's not going to okay. be a pushover. So I, I do believe they play possible in my opinion. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see. But again, a lot of games to be played, but only six games, seven games in. Yep. So we'll see how the next 10 to 15 go. We'll see whether or not they turn things around. Yep. All right. So that's the NBA segment for this week. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to run the ad and then we'll come right back and get to the NFL segment. We're going to have our moment of the truth moment talking about the NFL teams and what they we really have understood and and uh, really come to grips with when it comes down to what they are at this moment. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will be back in a minute and 30. We are back. That is our ad for the 30 minute lockdown airing each and every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all your popular platforms where you get your podcast from. It is our show that gives you the news and views of the NBA and NFL sports world in 30 minutes or less. So check those replays out if you have not done so. One of the more highly viewed shows on the network. But let's talk NFL. Let's, let's talk, talk NFL. NFL. Let's get into it, man. Let's talk done about done. it. Done and done. So, uh, 
let's have let's have a truth moment. Let's 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 have a little bit of have a, a come to Jesus moment. Yeah, let's have a little bit of moment of clarity. Let's be yeah. honest about some things here. <laughs> so, uh, it's three questions I gotta ask when we talk about the moment of truth, right? It's yep. three questions I got to ask. Now I think we have at the at the halfway mark. We're literally a week now going into week ten. You know, we're dealing with seventeen games nowadays. We are, you know, you know, at the truly at the halfway mark. So when it comes down to uh things we need to be truthful about at this moment in time, let's start off with this. Yeah. The Ravens have undressed their second playoff esque team in the, in this many weeks. Yes. Um, division leading teams at the time they play them, right? Yeah. Um are we ready to be truthful about the fact that the Ravens are one of the best teams in the NFL at this moment? One of the best or the best in the AFC? Well, we can say that. We can say that because I'm going to get to the Eagles in a minute. Because I, I want to say, based upon the Eagles' performance against the Cowboys and based upon the Ravens' performance against the Seahawks, are we ready to say they're the two the two best teams in the NFL in each conference? <sighs> I put the Ravens at three right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, give me your one and two. I want to hear one and two. So I have to I have to keep the Chiefs up there as two. Okay. Right. Um your then, favorite who was thing, one? The Eagles. I put the Eagles one. Okay, okay. I, I, yeah. I thought you were doing it by conference. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Uh I put the so if I'm doing by conference, I put the Ravens two. Okay. Um Doing NFL, I put the Ravens three because again, as you're saying, is to beat a man, you got to beat the man, and until they're beat, shout out to Ric Flair, shout out to Ric Flair, and, and until they're, <laughs> you got to beat the man, baby, and right now, ooh, I am the man. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest of all times. It really is. Um, but until that happens, you have to keep them up there. It's not looking like the Ravens that we we. I'm sorry, not the Ravens. It's Chiefs. not looking like the Chiefs that we are we are accustomed to. True. But listen, a win is a win, no matter how it's packaged, no mm-hmm. matter no matter how it looks. If you're winning, regardless of how it's presented, you're still winning. And we're seeing a stronger defensive performance when we have been accustomed to the Chiefs being mm-hmm. offensive driven and the offense having to carry uh, the defense. Right now, the Chiefs defense is looking like world beaters. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, listen, they got the players, mm-hmm. that, that blitzing style. Very good situation. Very good. Uh, And the DBs don't get enough credit. And as long as they have Chris Jones, again, when we talk about one player making a huge difference, Mm -hmm. that defense with and without him is night and day. Right. But to answer your question, um, I put the Ravens third. I put the Eagles first, first in the NFC, first in the NFL. And I put the Ravens um, second in the AFC. But I can tell you this in the next two weeks, if the Ravens maintain, and this week's going to be a great test as well because they're the going Browns, against yeah. the Browns. They're going against the Browns not only with that defense, they're going against the Browns with Deshaun Watson being back, who right. is not looking like the 2019 Deshaun Watson, can I say, but he is still a upper he's, echelon quarterback. He's more capable than P.J. Walker, so yes, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, this week is really going to be the test because, again, you're not 
you're not necessarily judged by the teams that you should beat. Mm-hmm. You're judged by the teams that people don't expect you to beat or don't expect you to contend with and how do you fare against them. And Cleveland is one of the uh, the teams that can can make the Ravens play uncharacteristic to themselves. And this can be a quote-unquote trap game. If the Ravens maintain what we've seen and they mm. come out and they they strongly dominate Cleveland. Yeah, they they bless the Browns. You got to crown them. I got I got to move them up to second. Yeah, and I'll be them. ready. I'll be ready to do it. Uh, quick, fast, in a hurry. But especially this week, looking at how injured is Lamar? He did. You know, I know he left early because they was up thirty-seven three at the time, or whatever, or thirty-one three. No, thirty-three at the time. Um, he was hobbling, so I'm interested to see what Lamar Jackson we see. But mm-hmm. that running game, shh, Gus Edwards is looking like an All Pro. The Gus defense, man, listen, they rolled out a dude that you ain't heard of, Keaton Mitchell. He had a he had a game. He had had a hundred yards, hundred and thirty eight yards, a sixty right. and a forty yard run. But that defense with uh with Hamilton, with Queen, um, with Humphreys, mm-hmm. looking, you know, they're they're looking all world. Jed, can we can we say Jadavion Clowney made a great pick by holding out and picking the team and look? Oh yeah, he has. Oh yeah. He has been a great attribute mm-hmm. to the Ravens. And I want to say he's in he's and, and in a the great mentor team. to the young boys that got with Ajabo and Ode Awe. Yeah. yeah. They they looking like, you know, they that the high picks that they were in the draft as well. So yeah. 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 When mm-hmm. you look at Clowney and when you look at his per race per rush ratio, mm-hmm. he's he's up there. Now he doesn't have all the sacks. But when we talking about coming off the edge, oh, he impacts the game now. He, and and he's he's run stuffing as Uh-oh. well. Very so, elite run defender. Very yeah, elite. Yeah. yeah. So I agree. Yeah. I I listen. I wanted to, but I kept hearing your quote. That's the only reason why I have them second in the AFC and third in the NFL. Well, you know, I, I, of course, you know, because they're division rivals, I always have my eyes keenly on the Chiefs. Yeah, and and I, and I see an issue. I watched them from. Pillar the post on 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 Sunday morning. We're going against the Dolphins. Yes, they got issues with offensively. Oh, without a doubt, I'm right there with you. And I, you know, we you know I talked about this with my buddy Alex, uh, who I do I share with all you know commentary on with the Wild West podcast and uh, the Fantasy Football podcast. And it's clear that they miss Eric Bieniemy. That nag is not Eric Bieniemy. I'm sorry, Andy Reid is Andy Reid, but the, but the schemes, the situational. Knowledge and and the situational plays that Eric Bieniemy implemented to make this team, you know, that's still lethal, obviously dominant offensively despite missing Tyreek Hill. It's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's no creativity to that offense right exactly. now. Exactly. So the idea of 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 having a no Tyreek Hill still being formidable or not having a number one receiver, you know, to go to and rely on in a high, high clip is gone now, and and it's really showing because again, you you're not able to. Get things done in 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 the way in the manner you're used to. Now, right, I will say they're still holding on strong because again, that defense has stepped up and gotten better. Have gotten better, but listen, I believe that the Ravens and the Eagles are buzzsaw right now. Mm, okay. I do. 
I believe they're bust all right now because you got to look at it. They're 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 complete packages, top to bottom. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, so there, there's very few teams out there you can really look at them and say there's really no chinks in their armor. True. You know, because what the Ravens finally did and finally come to grips with the idea that they need to modernize things, get rid of Greg Roman, bring it in top monkey, right? So they modernized and upgraded offense. Got out, went out there and got weapons finally. Yeah. You know, and you know, like I said, they can just platoon a, a stable of running backs and still get 100 yards no matter who the guy is. So yep. the run game and the run scheme is definitely still there, still prominent. Yeah. And on top of that, the defense is playing out of this, out of this world. Lights so out. You I think they're averaging tier. 13 points. Exactly. Uh, if I heard correctly, what the defense is doing now is statistically very close to that world record-setting defense with Ray Lewis. See? Um, back, See, I my, think, was that 95? No, no, 2000. 2000. The 2000 uh, yeah. Ravens defense, they're statistically on par – and with on that. pace with that defense, right? Because you gotta realize too, they got Roquan Smith, who was a who was a, a Ray Lewis student. Yeah. So you know him being in the center of that defense, on top of Queen, like you said, Roquan, that that up front, Travis Jones. Yeah. You know, my, my Spears, Ode Awe, um, you know, David Ojabo, Clowney. I mean, you know, you talk about the DBs on the outside. Listen, on top of, of and this is in a heavy, a heavily screwed, skewed offensive time period yeah. everything's based off the offense and they're holding teams to 13 points that's my whole point so yeah. if i if i had to argue that the, the way the chiefs are playing offense right now and the way the ravens are playing football period on both sides of the ball the ravens beat the chiefs in my opinion hey I, listen i only i only said what i said because i heard your saying rick flair yeah i get it you, i get it but again that's it Listen, this is this, but the, 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 the Chiefs look like old Ric Flair, not young Ric Flair, right now. So let's just be real. We look like this is Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. It ain't, it ain't, yeah. it ain't the yeah. full horseman Ric Flair. Yeah. So yeah, unless they figure out figure this offense and, and get things going, because again, Travis Kelsey can't play well. Taylor Swift in the building and all this mess. So I, I believe that if they went head to head right now in the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl, the Ravens win that one. That's crazy too. I looked at the stats of him. With Taylor Swift and there without, without it's night and day. Oh my gosh! Night and oh day. Oh my gosh! I'll be sure night and day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me how you feel, then. Tell me yeah. how you feel. Exactly. Now, when it comes to the Eagles, I don't think it's an argument. NFC, they're the best team. They're the yeah. best team, and they proved. You know, they do have issues with man coverage with the corners they had, which I find odd. But you know, I mean, holistically, that front seven, especially like them dogs up front. Right. It's very especially with late in games. See, that's 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 the key. Late in games when they it with his known passing situations and them dogs can just go hunt. Yeah, that's a problem for a lot of people. Yeah. Interior and exterior. You see Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham getting involved. You see Jalen Carter, you see mm -hmm. Hassan Reddick, you see Sweat. They are loaded. Yes. And I didn't even mention Nolan Smith yet. They are loaded. Like a potato. <laughs> good one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> they are loaded. So yeah. I believe, and again, when I got Kevin Byard, you know, to address that safety issue with that, with him and Reed Blankenship. So I believe that it's not a team in the NFC right now, especially with the 49ers having their issues. They can beat the Eagles right now because they know how to win multitude of ways. They yes. can win ugly. They can win running the ball. They can win throwing the ball. They can win it on special teams. They can win it by the defense. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Yep. It's yep. a lot to deal with. So yep. I do believe the Eagles and 49ers do play soon, too. So that's going to be the, the true test 
Yeah. But as a head right now, I, I do truly believe that the Eagles and the Ravens are the best teams in the NFL. For me. Okay. For me. Okay. Now, secondly, the Bills and the Dolphins. Yes. Are we uh, to the point now we really tell the truth about whether or not they're built for prime time? Yes, we are ready to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Okay, so let me hear it. So do you believe they're built for prime time or not? No. Can they Okay. Can they, can they make the playoffs and can they make a run? Make the playoffs, yes. Make a run, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When you, I, I I really truly believe that they are truly on the fraud alert train. I do oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. They're in the, they're they're in the business class car. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're up front mm-hmm. and they are leading the charge of fraud alert um investors yeah. right it, when it, we they're look, doing a seminar doing they're a doing seminar. a seminar yeah <laughs> they right. have a webinar they have a seminar they have an ebook uh <laughs> they have a master class and a mastermind um happening and when we look especially i'm not even i can't even set segment them apart from each other mm. they're together because when we look at both of them when they play the upper echelon, let's say playoff teams, right? Got ugly on more than one ugly. occasion. It's funny, and then they played each other, and the Bills beat up on the Dolphins. So that really tells you that the Dolphins ain't ready. Yeah. So yes. this is my thing. I'm gonna say this about the Dolphins. The Bills, I, I, again, I've spoken nauseum about what their problem is. Yeah. You know, if you listen to me in the last three years of being doing this podcast network, you know exactly how I feel, how I've been high on them, and how I quickly pivoted because I understood what the issue was. Yeah. I can say that in one soundbite after I talk about the Dolphins. Okay. The Dolphins' problem, truly, to me, is they are – they only can win one way. And they can't travel. That that type of way doesn't travel well. I, I totally agree. They only can win one way, and I do believe that they're hampered by the idea of not having a truly athletic and, and, and talented quarterback. Mm. I think that you're limited by Tua's – a inability to be uh mobile. Yep. Arm strength is a problem. Okay. And just the simple fact that his stature is a problem. I think that okay. his his size, his lack of mobility, and his arm strength is truly going to ultimately, you know, derail his team. And I'm not saying that he's not, you know, a topper in quarterback. Like I think a lot of teams will take them over what they have in their current circumstance. Like right. You know, if the, if the commanders hypothetically had Sam Howell or Tua, I would take Tua. Okay. You know, uh, I think that if the Raiders had Jimmy Garoppolo or Aiden O'Connell or Tua, they would take Tua. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of teams that would take Tua over him because your situation isn't great. But okay. we're t- we're not talking about just any old team in the NFL. We're talking about, you know, really vying for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I really think that they fall short of that because of him, in all mm-hmm. honesty. I just okay. think that you have to be – you have to be special in certain regards when it comes to playing quarterback in the NFL. If you want to be, if you want to be known as a as a as a contender, right? Right. You know, you got to have elite arm strength because you again, you get in these weather elements, you get mm-hmm. in these certain situations where your arm strength is hampered by the elements or the just the overall you know mode of the game. Yep, that's going to be an issue if you can't whip that ball. 20, 30 yards on the line on time and not get it intercepted because your arm strength isn't where it needs to be, then that's, right. that's a problem. Right. You know, if you can only throw on rhythm and timing, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. If you only can you, you run this offense based upon the speed that you have, and that speed to the point can be hampered by weather and things of that nature. Right. Most teams that you're looking at to play in come G- December, January, are going to be cold weather teams. Yes. It's not going to travel as well. So I, I truly believe that they are 
literally, you know, hampered by the idea that they don't have a top end elite quarterback. And they might come into question if they get undressed in, in, at any point in the season and either a bottom tier playoff team or they get beat up and bad in the playoffs. Being that they, they didn't pay to it yet, they might question it whether that at coming to the end of the season. They might question it. That's they true. might look at it from a perspective they could potentially trade them to a team that could use them, use them mm-hmm. and get a and get a draft pick and draft themselves another quarterback because I think that's really what's holding this team back. Because you mm. look at it like this, they do need to improve the O line slightly, but they got the running backs, they got the receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of getting getting you a legit tight end and, and another tackle, mm-hmm. they're they're primed to win. True. They got the coaches, they got the they got the talent, they got the yep. defense. Yeah. You gotta the quarterback to me is the issue for me. Mm. And okay. for the and for the Bills, they, they really truly only can win one way. Like I said, they have to play hero ball with Josh Allen. If they can't play hero ball with Josh Allen. Guess what? They can't, they can't win ball games. Right. And you're right. really seeing the, the the you're really pulling behind the curtain. Really seeing the problems behind uh the, the problems with this franchise because you're getting hurt drastically on defense. Yes. So when you can't mask the idea of us being good with defensive mm-hmm. domination. Mm-hmm. Then you really see what the issues are, and they're really glaring when it comes down to the Bills, and they can't run the ball. Nope. You know they don't have a true secondary option outside of Stephon Diggs. Now Stephon Dalton Kincaid is coming on slightly, you know, mm-hmm. to agree to be in a second option, but he's the tight end. You mm-hmm. know, you need another outside option. There's a reason why truly I still stand on the hill that that's the reason why Stephon Diggs was mad because mm-hmm. he knew that they couldn't truly function unless they get a legit number two receiver to go alongside him. Why he wanted right. DeAndre Hopkins or anybody else that there was on the market, Odell Beckham. He wanted right. them to go out there and pay for them and bring them in to help this team take the next step. And the yep. reason why they didn't do that, they're still at the same level. And it's the reason why he's still, you know, having these angry moments at half, talking about mm-hmm. I'm I'm not even sweating at halftime. He was <clears> constantly <throat> everybody out in the halftime. Mm-hmm. He ain't throwing me the ball, I'm not even sweating. I ain't even broke a sweat yet. <laughs> so again, right. the Bills can only win one way with Hero Ball with Josh Allen, and that can ultimately get Josh Allen hurt. If you lose Josh Allen, it's, it's a wrap. Mm. It's a wrap. All right, so lastly, New England coaches. we just seen yep. uh, Josh McDaniel get fired for the second time in the second manner, same manner that he got fired from Denver. Within a year and a half, he was gone. Mm. Um, so are we ready to be honest about the fact that the New England coaches don't work outside of New England? True. Yeah, yeah. That This is going to be the fastest take we've ever had with that one. Yeah. They don't. It's they been don't. proven. Data has shown it. Time and Analysis time again. has confirmed. They don't. You can't if you leave Daddy's house. <laughs> you, you you quickly get evicted and have to come back home. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know. So you just one of those kids that's gonna live with you forever. They mm-hmm. can't move out. Dad, they can't move out. Bill, the kids can't move out because <laughs> they don't do well on their own. They're trust fund babies and they yeah. can't flourish without Daddy's money. <laughs> well, they need to go to somewhere and sit down anyway. They do. What, what they up doing all this damn moving for. Exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I truly believe the New England coaches can't function well outside of New England. Yep. Yep. All right. Moving on. Let's talk about the Texans. So, have the Texans found their franchise quarterback in C.J. Stroud? Is water wet? Is the sky blue? Is grass green? Can Mike Tyson fight? you spot on. They can, JJ, can JJ say dynamite? Yeah, it's Thelma Fine. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, they have oh. found their franchise quarterback. So I, I, I would, I wouldn't be remiss if I didn't say that I was right. I told you. <laughs> I told you that's that boy's bad. I told you mm-hmm. that boy's bad. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that Bryce Young can't be as well, you know, with time. 
Um, I just think he might be in a more dysfunctional situation than we think. Right. Uh, when it comes down to being in Carolina, but yep. CJ CJ is that dude. And oh, one hundred percent, he's that dude. And I would I would argue that you know, barring him, you know, knock on wood, him getting hurt or something completely going wrong, that he's going to be rookie of the year. Um, the performance he's putting on with the with the level of accuracy, legendary precision. And and just poised with, with a with a shaky O line on mind you, legendary. It, it's it's a thing to see. It's a thing to see. So yes, I saw a meme the other day. It said that uh, it had all the Ohio State quarterbacks behind him and him in his uniform, and mm-hmm. it said everybody else had a clown mask on, and it had his face on the first guy. So all the Ohio State quarterbacks prior to him were clowns because they couldn't make mm-hmm. it in the league. He's the first one that's going to really be legit and be the guy that be that, that is going to be. Uh, a household name uh, mm. that that came from Ohio State. So yeah, so yeah. Shout out to yeah. CJ Stroud, man, for, for yeah, balling out. out five touchdowns last week. Five four hundred and seventy yards, sir. And you want you want to hear you want to hear crime moment? I had CJ Stroud on my fantasy bench like, this week, and I lost. Yeah, I had him and Tank Dale on my bench. Fifty-one Tank. points, fifty-one and twenty-three. Tank, I can understand sitting on your bench, but CJ, woo. Well, I had, I had I had Justin Herbert, so he's my starter. Yeah. So and CJ, sense. remember, and CJ didn't have a good game the week before against Bryce. Remember, mm-hmm. coming off the bye, so I was like, eh, I know he Justin going to get some Justin defense, but eh, and he's projected yeah. to score more. But I didn't think he was going to do that. If I'd have known, if he'd have called or texted me and told me he was going to do that, then I'd have, I'd have started <laughs> and I'd have won the game. But listen, you know, a lot, not just you, but a lot of other people, yeah, uh, went. In fantasy, especially, and they went and looked at their bench, Cry. and they slapped themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I they, said, yeah, between the two of them, they had seventy-four points. Shut two your, shut your whore mouth. But listen, how about the guy that beat me only eight, only scored eighty-five? So I'd have won walking away <laughs> handily, and it'd have been a walk-off home run. Yeah, yes, indeed. So yeah, yeah. Um, looking for bigger things and brighter things for CJ. You know, I think yep. he'll win rookie of the year, and um, you know, we'll see what they do from here. But uh, shout out to Demico Ryan as well, man. Oh, great job! What is he? What he's doing? I mean, because people yeah. were saying that they were going to be competitive. I said it included. I think they were really going to be competitive, but right. the, the way they're winning games is is a masterpiece, man. Super and I'm competitive, and I'm so glad he's doing well because I had questions about him, him and the franchise. I, you know, I'm not a fan of that front office. Not so at all. Uh, yeah, so I would I would argue that you know he's he's definitely taken. Uh, you know, a, a bad situation to turn into good. He turned the water into wine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Domingo Ryan, man, and on with up with the CJ. All right, so let's talk about week nine. What have we learned? Uh, so week nine is in the books. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. it's we're definitely another wild week. We you know we started off Thursday night. Um, uh, we, that was that was a Will Levis uh, second time out. Which also we get give a quick shout out to Will Levis for winning the starting job from the Titans. Yeah, we give him give him credit and kudos for that. Yep. Um, Tannehill will, will be will be long on the bench for now on, and his days in Tennessee might be done. Oh, um, without a doubt. Yeah. So uh, they although they lost the game, he was it was highly competitive um, with him and the Steelers and the Dolphins and the Chiefs. We talked about that. So mm-hmm. tell me, you know, for holistically top to bottom, what have you learned through for, for week nine? Um, I've learned the importance of having a coach who is a mom, um, uh, a mover of men, a leader of men, Mm -hmm. how important that really is because it's things that a coach can do 
that has nothing to do per se with just the scoreboard. And you're not going to see certain things show up um, in certain ways, right? Not going to show up on a stat sheet. Not gonna it's not going to show up on a stat sheet, but being okay. able to and, – and, and here – I'm I'm gonna say this, and it may make some people laugh. Even though these are grown men, these grown men still have a belief in good coaches and listening, and they will listen to a good good coach. And yeah. case in point, the uh, the Raiders and Antonio Smith. So I've learned that Pierce, from, Pierce, 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 Antonio Pierce, sorry, yeah. Pierce. I've learned that from this situation. I've learned that from looking at the Steelers. I've learned that from looking at John Harbaugh, right? And looking that's a good, at that's a good point because I don't know how the hell the Steelers are five and three, but go ahead though. How? How yeah. and it's one of them, but every time you look up, they win they're winning. in the game. They're in the game, right? Yeah. And and everybody is like, there's no damn way, but yeah. they make a way. Yep. Uh, I've learned that. I've also learned how much of an enemy the turf is to quarterbacks because the situations happen happening i you know i'm not going to just say quarterbacks now when thinking about it mm -hmm. um i've seen more lower leg injuries oh yeah happening based yeah. off the turf and i think that's one of the things that you know Aaron Rodgers even said but looking at Aaron Rodgers looking at Kirk Cousins looking at uh, Cam Akers it's taught me that even though turf may look pretty and may help you run fast there's nothing like grass to keep you safe Agreed. and so um, I've learned that I've also learned you better have a quarterback and receivers that can get along and understand each other because if not you're going to have a long game and you're going to have a long season and lastly i learned the importance of a tight end especially for young quarterbacks good point so uh when i look at certain tight ends it tells me how vital they they are kansas city detroit um even though the Falcons, Tampa Bay, when you mm -hmm. look at certain tight ends that are able to get yards and points, mm -hmm. it makes the job of a quarterback so much easier because that's their safety blanket so many times. And so I've learned the importance of having that type of tight end that has a great rapport with your quarterback. And so those are the things that I learned about this season. I've learned that when it comes to us picking picks, we've been hot garbage <laughs> for a while. And uh, I've learned that this is why I don't bet the spread if I'm going to bet. That, that's a fact. The spread kicking our ass. <laughs> kicking our ass like Van Damme. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've learned that the Bengals are back. Okay. Uh, they're back, and they they are going to quickly, uh, and you know because if you remember a couple a few weeks ago when we talked about Joe Burrow's injury, mm -hmm. and um and that in that four to five game stretch in between their buys and what they had to do, yep, and we said if they went two and two they'd be fine, yep, they went undefeated in that stretch, 
Four and Look at that. Four and For look at that. Look at that. So they're back. They're back. Yeah. Joe Burrow is back. Things, Joe Cool. Things are looking up in Cincinnati. Uh, definitely uh, learned that they're back and they're going to be right there in the thick of things in that loaded AFC North. Because you realize that if we start the playoffs right now, yes. every team in the AFC North will make it. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. So, yeah. We told, we said it was a black and blue division to begin with, but it's definitely ringing true to form that they are definitely getting it done. And they're literally fighting each other tooth and nail to claw to the top of that rank. So, mm. there's literally a game back from everybody's standpoint. Ravens That's 72. Crazy. Uh, and I think it's six and three, five and three, and five and three. I believe that's the okay. standing. So, yeah, they're definitely neck and neck. And again, they got to play, play each other, you know, more than two times between now and the season's end. So mm. that's going to look interesting down the stretch. But I do believe the Bengals are back. Yep. I do believe the Bengals are back. So I'll also say that, you know, ironically enough about the Cowboys, and I, and I don't speak glowingly about the Cowboys. I think everybody knows this at this point. <laughs> um, but I will say that although their red zone offense is still a concern yeah i think holistically that somehow some way they got better in a loss mm. i think that, I think that. that i think that loss helped their confidence okay because i do believe they feel like you know one or two things go differently for them in that game they beat the eagles and they do gotta mm. play them again in five weeks okay. so and it will be in dallas and they got a bunch mm. of gimme games in between that got a bunch of teams that they're going to likely beat up on and build their confidence even higher Okay. So I do believe that they're going to be flying high, no pun intended, yeah. going into playing Philly and Dallas. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that's going to be even a more highly competitive game going into that matchup. And that's going to also be to me decide the division. Okay. Okay. And uh <laughs> and uh I, I I just don't know what to say about the <laughs> commanders. I don't. I really don't. I mean, mm. I had them dead to rights against they traded the right chase young, they traded away Monster Sweat. And right. I, I was sitting in the chair talking, arguing with my barber about how I didn't think he, they could be the Patriots. He's a Commanders fan. He watched the show, by the way, so he'll get to see this. And then so, they go out. And they go out and they Come beat on. up beat up on the Patriots. Come so on. They put yeah. damn Belichick on the hot seat. Right. But this is this what I, I don't like mm -hmm. about the whole situation. I'm going to say this real quick. And then we can move on. Because I think we covered off. Well, I do got one more thing to bring up as well. Um, but I will say this about the Commanders. I'm, I'm really... Concerned, and I brought this up when when he got hired. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure if I talked to you about it. Or I talked to my on my 30 minute lockdown show about it, but I did say that I was concerned about Airbnb having to take this job mm. because the, the, because Josh Harris is going to likely fire Ron Rivera. Mm. Okay, no matter how good they or bad they finish at this at this at this point, right? And I really? think them, by them okay. trading away Chase and Montez, I think they're looking yeah. for the future. And I think they're looking to clean house. Okay. Um, in most cases, what you what's not good advice to, to tell people to do is to move to a company and try to be there long term when there has shakeups at the top. Mm. So Eric Bieniemy going to the job, he knew that the that the management was likely going to change. The Dinah Schneider was likely going to sell a team, and a new owner was going to come in or Smart. owner group. So the idea of him being there, why it was some uncertainty at the top. Yep. Wasn't necessarily going to bode well for him as far as his long-term uh, tenure there. Mm. So I do believe that they're, if they fire Ron Rivera, they're going to get rid of his whole staff. Okay. So I don't think they're going to elevate Airbnb in any stretch. So that's going to leave him without a job again. Mm. So you know, and I do believe that you know, I think that they, that Andy will take him back. But again, you're right back to square one. And I do believe that he has really gotten the best out of Sam Howell in his offense this year. If you look mm. at it, the numbers in totality, their offense has been much better. 
throughout oh, the yeah. course of this year than it's been in years. Three so yards away from 400. Right. It's clear to me that their offense is better. The Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs' offense is worse. So you tell me what's the common denominator. But yet again, he's still caught between a rock and a hard place because he went there for the sole purpose of trying to prove to people that he could stand on his own. Yep. So that's the issue. Yep. So I, I just feel bad for him because I really think he's going to get fired and there's no one, it's not going to be his fault. Mm. That's, that's going to be the problem for me. I think mm. that's the issue. Okay. Um, and lastly, shout out to Josh Dobbs. Because oh, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He is he is the this year's Geno Smith. And I'm rooting for him. He's got hey, 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 listen, Josh. You got two supporters over here, sir. You do. Big time. Big time. We're rooting for you, sir. We really are. Because he people wrote him off twice and he ain't right back. Hey, they wrote him off. He ain't right back, though. They wrote him off, traded him twice, and he still didn't write back. Yes. And going out there, don't even know people's names in the huddle and winning games. So you tell me what yes. was good. You tell me Bear, what's good. The 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 playbook is just cooling off. That is the charging. The, the ink still, ain't even, the ink still 99%. hot. percent. He's still ink. sitting at ninety nine percent charged. How about that? Yeah. How about that? So yeah. Yep. So shout out to Josh Dow. That's what I learned yep. in week nine. In week nine. So yeah. All right. So let's let's talk about uh who's in and who's out. Yep. Let's get into it. So we're at the, ha- the halfway mark, midseason uh, playoff predictions. Mm-hmm. So um, give me your, I guess we got seven teams in each conference. So tell me who you feel like, uh, you know, one through seven that will make it at this moment if we start the playoffs today. Like in your mind, like, you know, we, we're projecting, right? We're projecting that from here to the end of the season, who you feel like is going to ultimately be in the playoffs come uh, week 17, week 18. Oh, well, here we go. Let's uh, hold on. I got this wrote down because I wanted to make sure that I gave the proper analysis. So when I look at, let's start with the AFC. So right? would it be better for you to go by, to go by division? Who wins the division and do wild cards? You want to do it that way? Or you just want to give me host one through seven? I can give you one through seven as long as I have to rank them. If I can just say the seven. Okay, let's go. Yeah. So, um, for the AFC, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I have Jacksonville. Okay. Um, based off the way it looks, I got everybody in the AFC North. Damn. Okay. Uh, Miami. Miami makes it. Okay. That's that's tough now. That's tough now. You got to factor it. That's why I asked about the divisions. You got to factor that in. So, yeah. so, okay. All right. So the Dolphins make it. Uh, hold, so you see, say the Bengals? Yep. So the Dolphins have to win a division in order to get in. Is basically what you're saying. Yep. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Keep on. The Dolphins are going to win the division. Jacksonville is going to win their division. Okay. And then that's six. That's two. And then the four from the AFC North. That's six. And then seven is going to be Buffalo. And the Chiefs. Oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. Sorry. The Chiefs. So Chiefs. Jacksonville. Everybody in the AFC North and Miami. Okay. I'm, I'm just checking numbers and make sure that that comes off right. So the Dolphins win the AFC East. Yep. So the, it really don't matter who I say. I'm assuming the Ravens going to win the, the North. Is that what you yep. is that what you're predicting? Yeah. Jags win the South. Chiefs win the win the West. Yep. That's cool. And then and then the three teams in the North take up the rest of the playoff spots. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then so the NFC. Uh, Philly wins the East. Okay. Detroit wins the North. 
Okay. New Orleans wins the South. Um, okay. San Francisco wins the West. Okay. Seattle gets in. Dallas gets in. Okay. I think that's everybody. Six. Nope. That's, Hold six. On. that's six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. No, did I I said San Francisco, Seattle, yep. New Orleans, Detroit, Philly, Dallas, oh, and Minnesota. Minnesota gets in on Josh Dobbs. Uh, yes. Okay. okay. Listen, I'm, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for that. You, you, you want to talk about a feel-good story? That's, that that's damn one. Josh Dobbs has me right. That, that now. is definitely one I'm, of them. I'm just happy to see what's happening to him. Um, he kept Arizona competitive. When I went back and looked, he fought his tail off for Arizona. Right, put up stats, did. and I'm just happy he's getting this chance. And again. When you get traded and have two and a half, three days to get ready, you get called into the game, not because you wanted to, but because you had to, because concussion sends, and then you lead a team back. Listen, you got my damn, you, you want to create a fan? You got a fan in me. And yeah. on top of that, He's one of like the top 10 in fantasy football at quarterback. That is. That is. Sneaky. Sneaky. He's been averaging 20, 24. Last week, 28. It's like, gosh damn, Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee is happy right now because you're 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 uh you're making the volunteers proud. That is. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm 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 pretty much with you on a certain I have angst about the Browns with a lot. I have angst about the Browns and the Steelers. Okay. Now, um, you know, I want to give my team a puncher's chance, you know, based upon, you know, what they can do down the stretch. You know, we got, mm-hmm. you know, we got uh, you know, like I said, we got a half a season wherever games left. Mm-hmm. Um, I also look at the Raiders too, like, you know, if they can continue what they're doing with and and Aiden O'Connell could just be competent. The way that defense is playing. Mm. They could be one, two to sneak in. It depends on because you gotta realize like this: it's very hard for division those teams to get all teams in because they beat up on each other, right? You know, you gotta pay each other. You literally got six games against your divisional foes, so that six yep. games can go either way. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you got that that wild card game where the Steelers uh beat the Ravens and on on those all those drops they had when the Ravens yep. were winning the game, dominating the whole game, but yep. they had two key drops in the end zone, cost them points, and they end up losing the game. So yeah, that's gonna play into it. Mm-hmm. So. I think that I do believe that, ironically enough, for me, I think the Bills win the East. Because I'm looking, okay. at, I'm looking at the Dolphins' schedule, and I'm gonna say it like this: They got the Raiders this week, right? I lie. They got bye week. They got the Raiders next week. The Raiders next week. Then the Jets. Mm. Then the Commanders. Mm. Then the Titans. Then the mm. Jets again. The Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. Mm. And this is this is the Dolphins. Dolphins schedule. Okay. So it's rough. It's rough. So being being the Bills have already beaten them once, mm-hmm. you know, and they and they got to go through that gauntlet, uh, uh, especially the last four games in top five defenses. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a rough ask, you know, uh, for them to be able to as the weather starts changing too. So you got to play in you got to play in 
New York. Yep. On the twenty fourth. Uh, that's around that's around Thanksgiving time. You got to play in Washington in December. Yep. You got to play in uh the damn. Ironically enough, the three games they got to play after that are home games, and then you got to go to Baltimore for week six seventeen, and then you got to play the Bills in week eighteen. Hey, listen, they got the the Bills have excluding the Broncos, the Jets, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys. That's a hell of a murderous row to play. Yeah. And the Chargers are there. But just mm-hmm. just the Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys, that's a hell of a that's 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 a that's a hell of a stretch you got to go through as well. That's the Ravens, oh. you said? That that's the Bills. Bills. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. True. So yeah, I mean, yeah. If I, I had to put money on the idea of them being able to be resilient enough, you know, to win those win games. Yeah. Or to add a higher clip than the Dolphins, I I do believe that. And it, again, it only have to come down to one game. True. Like being there, I got I'm I'm one up on you in the division already. Yeah. If I beat you again in that last game of the season, it's my division to win. And yeah, like it, it could be an issue where the, the winner is in and the other one's just complaining out. Like, they don't make the playoffs at all. Depending yeah, on how tough. things shake out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I do believe the Bills win the division for me. Okay. I do think the Ravens win the AFC North, um, despite their tough schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, Jags is their division to lose. I'm not going to sit here and act like that's not. The Chiefs is their division to lose as well. So, I'm going to give that yep. to them. Yeah. Um, I do believe the Bengals are, are definitely a no wild card team. They're going to, they're going to you know, ascend quickly. I do believe they're a playoff team. <clears throat> okay. Um. If I had to bet money on yep. the coaching ability in the team, I think the Steelers get in before the Browns do. Mm. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Steelers a, a, a mark in that for my sixth team. Okay. And um, ironically enough, I'm gonna say it, my Chargers will get, get seven. I'm gonna say that. A little okay. bit of a homer pick, but I'm gonna say it. Okay. We get, in, we get that last spot. That last spot. You should. You should be a homer. Be a homer. Make a homer pick. That's fine. So I'm with you with the Eagles and the Lions win their division. No big, no there, no no beef there. The Saints um, win their division, and the 49ers win theirs. Assuming that Brock Purdy can get his life together. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I would literally believe that's that's a, that's a thing. Seahawks get a wild card as well as the um, as well as the as the Cowboys. So I do believe that that as well. But I think the Cowboys probably be the top wild card seed. I do believe okay. that. Um, now, to come, really do what it boils down to who gets that seven seed. Now, that Vikings pick is definitely intriguing to me that mm-hmm. you picked that in that in that manner. But because as it stands right now, it actually the Vikings are the ones that will get it, and then, and then you got Commanders coming up, you know, behind them. Pause. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's between them two. I mean, if Josh Dobbs can continue to win. If Justin Jefferson comes back, I promise you the Vikings do with it. If he comes back, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I promise you they make it. So yeah, I'm gonna say that it's the Vikings based upon the fact that Justin Jefferson comes back and he plays. Okay, and they get that done. So yeah, that's yep. that's that's it for me. Yeah. Okay. I think we got pretty much we pretty much straight on the NFC. We both in lockstep, but I think the only difference we have in AFC is the fact that the Bills make it versus the Dolphins. So I think that's where we got different. Okay. Oh, oh, and the Browns. I said I don't think the Browns make it. I said the Browns and the in the in the uh, Dolphins don't make it in for the uh, Bills and the Chargers. I think that's Ooh. what I have it at. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about the games of the week as we wrap this up. Yeah. So finally, finally week nine. Finally week nine. We got we we righted the ship in a sense. We yes. went four and two. Yes. We went four and two. We the yes. Chiefs won and covered. The Ravens won and covered. The Browns won and covered. The Eagles won and covered. The Colts won and covered. And everybody covered the spread this week. You see that? Yeah. 
Everybody covered the spread this week. So, yeah. If you bet that, you made some money. Yes, you did. You made some money. So, so at this point, we're 4-2 in week 9. So, we're we're 22 and 32 together. Yeah. Tied. Yeah. <laughs> we're 22 and 32. We're twinsies. We can't, we we're can't quit each other. We can't quit we're, each other, obviously. We're twin- yeah. We're twinning. Exactly. So, uh, getting to week 10. Uh, we got some good games on the docket as well. Um, the yeah. spreads are very interesting in this one, so I'm 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 very curious to see what you pick in this particular stretch because I'm interested to see where you're leaning in these matchups because these are definitely some interesting lines here. Okay, so start off with the Lions at the Chargers, and the Lions are favored by two and a half, so they got to win by a field goal. You got Lions, okay? Yep. It's disrespecting my squad. Uh, all right, <laughs> all right. So you got the Lions, I got the Chargers. I, yeah. I think I think I think we either win or don't cover. Okay. That's my that's my take. All right, Saints at the Vikings and the Vikings Saints are favored by two and a half. That's this really is, what I want to know. I that's the one I want to start with. Do see, yeah. see where you want to go. This is a tough one. This uh-huh. is a tough one. It's ah, this is a tough one, man. At Minnesota, Josh Dobbs quarterbacking. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Saints only because the Vikings running game is pretty much non-existent. Right, and Madison ain't Madison ain't, ain't prime yeah. time, and yeah. Acres is out uh, after popping an Achilles. He ruptures Achilles against the same one. Yeah, yeah, that sucks so, for him, man. Sucks yeah. for him. Praise, shouts out to praise to that man, man. Hope yeah. we can make a cover, recovery, bro. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to go with the Saints by two and a half. Okay, so they got to win by field goal in Minnesota. Yep. In Minnesota, hmm. yep. So the, so, the, so the Josh Dobbs magic don't start this week. Okay, all right. It, it does. I, I just, again, without that running game, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just, uh, you know, and the Saints only got to win by three, so. That's true. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to roll with the Saints, too. I'm going to roll with the Saints, too. I'm I'm, I'm a little little sketchy on that line, but I'm, I'm going to roll I with I am as well, and I really want to go for Josh Dobbs, but I can't be emotional. Right. Until I can get over five hundred, this is right. logical. Got to do it. Got to be logical. Got to be logical. Yeah. All right. So we got the Texans going to the Bengals, and the Bengals are favored by a touchdown. Listen, as much as I think the Bengals, as you said, are back, I, I can't. This is an emotional pick. <laughs> I, I I just can't see the young bull, letting them, uh, get up by more than seven. So mm-hmm. I'm going with the Texans. Yeah, I, I think that it's going to be a good scoring game. I think I think the yeah. Bengals' defense is underrated. I think they don't get enough credit for how good they are. Yep. Um, I think they show kind of showed us what they in last week's game, um, that they can definitely be a top tier top tier defense. But I do believe that uh, Domingo Ryan is going to you know CJ is going to come to play, and I think it yeah. might be end up being a shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't think that, I can't get the Bengals seven, so I'm gonna go with Texans as well. All right, so we got the 49ers coming back off a of bye and they're, and they're at Jacksonville, and they got to win oh. by four. This is the line is minus three. Mm. I'm going to go Jags. Okay. For me, 49ers off a of bye. They've had time to get, the, get you know, iron out the kinks and get things back on Kilter and Debo's look like he's going to be trending to play. I, I'm gonna go 49ers now. I think they can get a four point dub on on, on Jacksonville. Mm. Um, yeah, because I mean, although Jacksonville has been playing well offensively, you got to go get that juggernaut of a defense one and two. You know, again, I think the 49ers will uh, be able to move the ball on their defense for the Jags. So mm. I'm gonna go with the 49ers on that one. Okay. All right. So we got the Browns and the Ravens, and the Ravens are favored by minus six. Listen. <sighs> I haven't seen that many blowouts by interdivision 
opponents, especially AFC North. So with that being said, I'm going Browns. I can't get the Ravens six. Not in this game. I no. can't give them six. They got to win by a touchdown. I can't give them six. They can win by yeah. four. They can win by three. I can't yeah. give them six points. I got to go to Browns too. I can't do it. Yep. That yep. defense. That defense for Cleveland is legit. Yes. That, that defense is legit. So it, it's going to slow them down. It might not stop them, but it's going to slow that Ravens offense down. Yeah. I do believe that. All right. So and and it looks like a what was going to hopefully a bounce back game for the Seahawks. The Seahawks and the Commanders got to go to Seattle, and the Seahawks are favored by minus six. Hmm. Damn it. Ah, I'm gonna go with Seattle. Commanders. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Commanders. Okay, so six is a lot. There's a lot. They got to win by touchdown. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, especially um, after getting that shellacking that they got from the Ravens, and then Sam Howell dropping three ninety seven against the Eagles defense. And I know the Eagles defense is, yeah, I'm gonna say not as strong as the Seahawks, but the Seahawks just got a thirty seven piece dropped on them. That they did. That they did. But yeah. for that reason, they're playing at home. They just got embarrassed. And the commanders are a very hot and cold team. They play good one yeah. week. They play bad or mediocre the next week. So yeah. I know Give Pete Jones the, ain't going to like me Seahawks. to say this because that's their team. I think, I think the Seahawks bounce back and they, they win this game by a touchdown. Yeah. Give, me, give me the Seahawks as You changing? Well. You changing? Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna stop giving you my takes. I'm just let you pick. I'm just gonna give you my pick. I ain't gonna say why. <laughs> no, you switch, no. You switch no. up with me when I give you a breakdown sometimes. Yeah, because I, I hear it and I'm like, uh, they are at home. You know, Washington does not have either defensive end anymore. Nope. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go with Seahawks on this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like our chances in Seattle, uh, uh, P. Jones. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think I got, I don't think I got a, the good things coming that I had in New England. I, 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 I think the twelve is gonna get y'all this week. Mm. I think twelve is gonna get y'all this week again. They got embarrassed. That defense is chomping at the bit. They got to get right offensively. You know, Geno's got to play better because he's looking like trash right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I told y'all there was a ceiling with him, and I think that they ultimately gonna have to go in different directions. They want to get, they want to be any better than they are at this moment um going forward with that team because they got a very good young team yeah i think i think much like i talk about the dolphins that the seahawks are limited by their quarterback yeah i think they need, i think they need a better option there Geno's cool and all that but he not he's not gonna win you games mm. not gonna do it you know mm. feel good story but i think you need to upgrade there in my opinion but for now i think they can get this dub and i think they'll they'll, they'll bounce back and beat the commanders in this week mm. okay all right so I got the Chargers, you got the Lions. We both got yep. the Saints, we both got the Texans. I got the 49ers, you got the Jags. We both got Browns, we both got the Seahawks. So, mm-hmm. much like last week, we all, we were different in two games and we were the same on the other. So, we both can have really good weeks or really bad ones. Yep. <laughs> that sounds like a struggle comment. We're going to pull through. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Phrasing. Yeah. Phrasing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's a struggle bus comment. That sounds like somebody's <laughs> on the struggle bus. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, so that's going to wrap up this week. We're going to uh, get up on out of here and give y'all your time back. But if you watch this on replay, uh, always is in a, as always, like, comment, subscribe if you have not done so. Yep. And uh, as always, Sports Talk with Coach Curry is live and direct each and every uh, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wild West Podcast, which is the AFC West Podcast at 7.30 on Wednesdays uh, Eastern Standard Time. The Lightning Fast Fantasy Podcast is Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time and the 30-minute lockdown on uh, Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. 
Check that out. If you need to reach me on social media, Lockdown Divas Sports on Twitter, Lockdown Defense, uh, Lockdown Divas Sports on Instagram, Lockdown Defense on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Lockdown Divas Sports on Facebook. Now I need to add, upgrade that uh, that document. We got a Facebook page now, so Lockdown Divas Sports on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, and if you need to email me, email me at lockdowndivasports at gmail.com. I'll be back. I'll get back to you in short order. But in the meantime, between time until next week, that's Coach Kurt. I'm Coach Defense. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and log it now.